0: Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoy this message and for any other messages or other resources please visit us at lcboise.com. Love that guy. Oh that's awesome. Blessed to be here this morning. How's everyone doing? Or blessed this afternoon. It's official, right? Afternoon. Blessed to be here. Pastor Mark and Miss Amy are at their oldest daughter's graduation from college. So thank you, thank you, thank you that they are just getting rest, recovered, enjoying the the fruit of parenting, right? Fruit of parenting. She's graduated. Once you graduate from college, ladies, off my bill. No, Pastor Mark asked me to bring the word today, and I am greatly honored, humbled, uh, pressured. <laughs> uh, we know we've got an amazing pastor here, so when he, when he asked one of us other pastors to speak, it's like, <clears throat> and I thought it was just me because I'm the newest guy, right? And so we're at Friday prayer, and Pastor PJ and I are sitting over here, and, and he's like, man, what you preaching on? I'm like, I can't tell you. And uh, he said, I'm joking, I told him, and he, go, he goes, nervous? I'm like, nervous? Yeah, like real nervous. And he goes, no, don't worry about it. I said, I got to ask you something. He goes, yep. When pastor asks, it like hits you and you're like, (laughs) and you got to get over that. And then you've got to forge on and be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to teach on or preach on? And how's it going to compare? And so here's what I've learned from pastor Marcus is is I'm blessed to be with him. I'm blessed to be under him uh, because I don't need to compete with him. I can't be Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark is legit. I mean, legit. And, uh, and to be able to be under such an anointed family and an anointed pastor that knows how to teach the word where he speaks and it's just like, oh, well, I get that. I haven't understood that for 16, 20 years on my walk, and I get that. And so I'm like, where have you been all my life? And so just blessed to, blessed to be here. Um, and I'm blessed that I don't have an A teaching anointing like he does because then (laughs) you can't compare me anyways because I don't teach (laughs) and so (laughs) thank you Jesus (laughs) and uh so I'm here he asked what I was going to he asked what I was going to speak on and and I told him and and he says you're gonna have fun with that and I said wow that was encouraging (laughs) and uh he says it's a tough message to teach on um but our pastor is so amazing. He's like, but it's going to be easy for you. you. Our pastor's amazing. He's exhorting me and building me up, right, to, to bring the word to you. And then I go to, the, go to the Lord in prayer, and I basically look like this little baby in his, in his dad's arms, grandpa's arms. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't look like you. <laughs> and so, you know, spending time with the Lord is precious. And no joke, I, I sometimes envision myself up in my dad's arms like that on the throne. And, uh, and that's what I do. I, I got wrapped up in a beanbag last night and, and soaked in the presence of the Father. And I was up until 2 a.m. And uh, just getting things, man. Just He was rocking my world. And... Uh, so we're going to bring this message, and it's a message y'all need to hear. It's going to it's going to change your life. Um, I know it is. Um, it's changed my life, and it will continue to change my life. So if it continues not to change your life, that's on you. I don't. I'm not accepting that. Let's open up to John, First John, Chapter Four verse 18 through 19 now I know I'm going to say this and everybody out there predominantly is going to be like oh I know this chapter I know everything about it heard the thousand messages and all that and you probably have please bear with me because it's kind of new to me I say that facetiously keep your hearts open to this to this message it's an important message it will change your life it will change your life it will change how you view things and how you do things Let's start. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love, I love, because he, God, Jesus, first loved me and us. And so as as the father for the last probably, actually, man, the Lord's been working with me on love ever since I, I, I left being a cop, and, um, and he continues to kind of roll me around in this in this washing machine of love, and I'll try to escape it and like, oh, I want to study on this, but it comes back to love. I'm like, can I preach about the cross? Can I preach about how we view the cross wrong? I said that, and he's like, well, yeah, you can, but it's love. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to teach about love. Okay, I got you. I got you. So, I started sitting on this. So, I got to tell this story because it's one of the best stories that I've thought of in a long time. And it involves golf. And if anybody here knows me, I I love golf. I like it a lot. And if Cobra is listening or Titleist is listening, I'm your guy. (laughs) I'll take sponsorships. I'm not too proud to beg. Um, And so... I go down to a driving range golf course down at Banbury, down off of Eagle Road, with a buddy of mine. And we're going down there to practice because he's, he's got some new clubs and he's hitting. And so we're down there, and uh, driving ranges are fun because you don't really know if you miss the green or miss the fairway. They're huge, right? And so we're there, and who here knows how to golf? Let's see the hands. So we, we kind of, I see this man right here, he's like, he kind of kind of you would fit in with us. And so we kind of know how to golf too. So we go down there and there's myself and my buddy and and we're at the driving range hitting this way. And I'm down there, you know, just warming up with my nine iron hitting, you know, two, three hundred yards, nine irons. And uh, straight, straight as an arrow. And uh, (laughs) they don't believe it. Y'all don't believe a word I say right now, huh? Okay, maybe 21 yards, maybe 21 yards is how far they were going. The, the divot was going further than the ball, and so uh, and we were hitting on a mat, and so <laughs> so so we're sitting there hitting, and you know we're hitting, finishing up, and we're doing our thing. He's trying the clubs, and I'm hitting some, and and uh, it's cold. I mean, it's cold. The friend's wife goes and she's out. She's going to get in the heated heated car, and. Uh, I'm not going to say their names, even though you, you may recognize them because they'll start laughing like they know this story, because they do. And um, so I'm there doing my thing. He's doing his thing. You know, he's a good golfer, he's not horrible. and uh, But something rather interesting happens, and, and how this happens is how I came up with the title of the sermon. And I usually don't like titling sermons because then that puts people in a box of that's what they're supposed to get out of it. Uh, that's my own hang up, probably. And so I. Me being a history major, I want to title this sermon, The Shot Heard Round the Heavens. Not the the shot heard round the world, you know, that started the Civil War and all that good stuff. Um, There's always the first shot, right? So there we are, doing our thing. Boom. I roll another ball out, and he's hitting balls, and I'm getting ready to swing, and I take my backswing, and all of a sudden, a ball whizzes right past my left leg, and I move it. And I mean it it, it, it almost took my leg off. I almost lost a leg. Just saying, I almost lost a leg. Thank you, Jesus, that my buddy's a believer, filled with the Holy Ghost. He believes in faith, believes in healing, and he would have just prayed a new leg on. I hope he would have prayed a new leg on unless he was like, hey, I can beat him now. And uh, so there we are, you know, and I, and I don't know how this happened, guys, because I'm here and my buddy's here and we're hitting this way, this way. I don't know how physics could even believe that this would be possible because I wouldn't believe it if I wouldn't have been there. He hits and somehow this ball goes in front of his left leg, in front of my left leg, and goes about 40 to 50 yards to a chipping green behind us. Yeah, (laughs) 40 to 50 yards. I mean, the brother, he got all over it behind us. And I'm dying laughing, and my buddy's laughing, and, I, and anybody that knows me, once I start laughing, some people know me, and so once I start laughing, I, I kind of can't stop, and it's loud and probably really obnoxious, and then if it goes on too long, I start crying, and then I, I start laughing at myself, that I can't stop laughing, and it just goes on and on. And so I'm watching this ball, and all I can think of is, how did that happen? I've never seen anything like it. I just witnessed a miracle. And this ball's rolling over towards this guy and I can't get out the word four cuz I'm laughing too hard. And plus we're on a driving range. I mean, I'm not yelling four on a driving range. It wasn't my shot. And so I'll deal with pride later. And so And so the ball ends up rolling up next to this gentleman. Yeah. And this guy obviously kind of had a rough day. And so he loses it. You should have yelled four, were you? And now I'm laughing still. Like, I'm still laughing. And so's my buddy. So he's probably thinking to himself, oh, yeah, these guys, these, these guys are real hilarious, right? They can't be serious. True. And so... He's going off. I mean, he's going off. Now, I have a lot of experience with people being angry at me. I, I had a badge on my chest for 11 years. And, and understand when people don't like you. Um, I understand when people look at you and don't like you. You don't even have to say anything. Well, this guy, one, is looking at us and doesn't like us. Two, he's saying things that he doesn't like us. And so I'm laughing like a school child. And, uh, and then I'm like, dude, calm down, bro. I can't calm down. You need to have etiquette. And I'm like, bro, we're on a driving range. We're not at a country club. We're at a city course. And, uh, and then I turn around, and I'm like, I'm going to get arrested. Like, I can see this ball coming, right? I, I, I've seen this guy before. I've arrested him down at 6th and Main, all drunk. And, not him. Not this guy personally. The guys that do this, right? And so, and so you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I can see. I'm like thinking, Jesus is using me right now. I've got prophecy running in my head. I can, I, I'm, he is letting me see the future. And, uh, and so he's going off, and I'm like, yep, he's going to come over here. He's going to start a fight with me and my buddy. I'm not going to lose, because then now it comes down to competitiveness. Like, I, I don't want to lose. And so I'm joking. I would walk away, turn the other cheek, do something like that. And uh, my old pastor used to tell his son, hey, son, if, if the bully on the schoolyard hits you, turn the other cheek. Well, Dad, what if he hits me again? He goes, well, God only gave you two cheeks. So after that, <laughs> he, he's on his own. And so, and so this, this young man's going off, and you can tell he's had a bad life, probably. And so, you know, we keep, <laughs> we keep whoever this guy is. I, I'm not going to say his name. Um, you know, all this. And so we, we keep doing our thing. Hitting balls, getting better. Never hit my leg again. Um, and before you know it, here comes the train wreck. He comes walking over to the driving range where we're at with a driver in hand and, like, five balls or four balls in his hand. And all I can think of is, like, dude, don't do it. Don't come over here. Like, I'm only a man. And... Uh, <laughs> And I don't know my buddy so well that I don't know how he's going to react yet. And I'm like, we're not such great friends that he might lose it. I mean, I don't know. And I'm hoping so, so I can run. And, uh, <laughs> and so this, this gentleman comes over, and, and my buddy and I are still hitting balls, and I'm kind of like, I'm not looking. Like, there's an imaginary wall there. You know, like when you're driving, and I know you guys, since we don't have a lot of golfers in here... Um, not saying I have do this or have done this, um, but you know when you're driving and you need to get like in another lane because the turn's coming up, and so you you may speed up and cut the person off. I mean, there's just enough for your suburban to get in there, and so so you slide in there, and then you see that car dart over to the left. The hood raises up because he punched it and he just wasted 10 gallons out of his suburban and now it's this one who you are you're changing radio stations oh you're a good good father and he's driving up alongside of you waving with not all of his fingers but you're in, you're in the spirit now you're in the spirit just driving along oh I don't even see this guy over here because I don't want to look because you know if you look you got to deal with it and I don't want to deal with it if that ever happened I don't know and so, you know, that's what I'm like on the driving range now. There's this guy like two spots away from me. And I'm like, I'm not looking at him. Because if you look at him, he's going to say something. And I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm locked in fear. I mean, I'm in fear. I don't want to fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter, huh, Huh? Lover, not a fighter. And, and so I don't want to fight. And, and I don't want to get arrested. Because then past marks going to be like, Really? You were here for like a day on staff and you got arrested for fighting. Come on, Bill. And so I didn't have many options except just don't look. Don't look. Don't look. And, uh, and I'm thinking, man, hit another bad shot, buddy, so he can see that we are just hacks. And, uh, and he didn't. He's hitting perfect shots now. And, uh, and so <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute. I got Jesus in me. Now, I could stand there, and you could stand there in your time when you almost hit somebody 50 yards behind you with a golf ball. Still, physics don't explain it. We can stop there. Think of things in your lives where, you, where you've been locked in fear because you really don't want to address the person, because you don't know what they're going to respond like. It may be a fight. They may kick you out. They may punch you. You may get a fat lip. I don't know all all of the scenarios that could take place, but they're real. Fear seems to play into us as though it's actually real, like it actually is going to happen. But the Bible tells us that love casts out all fear. So do you believe it? So as I was standing there, I I start thinking to myself, well, wait. Wait. If Jesus is in me, and I'm in him, that means he goes everywhere I go. Even on bad golf shots, he's there. Now, this is what I think is going on up in heaven. This is my imagination, because the Bible tells us to use our imagination, and far greater things he can do, and far more abundant he will answer our prayers, correct? So in my mind, this is how I think of heaven. I think they were all up there, like in a Roman-like like stadium, like, why you got to laugh? And so, man, there's, a, there's like a teenager laughing at my imagination. And so, I just think to myself, man, all the greats, all the great men of God before us are up there cheering me on. Elijah, whew, my brother just stepped through with faith. He's up there, oh, come on, Bill. Come on, man, go do it. Go show him Jesus. Go show him what love's all about. Go do it. And I'm sitting there like, I, "I got you, Elijah, but I like my teeth. <laughs> right? But this is how I talk to, talk to God. God, I'll do it. Okay. Well, it's either he's going to come fight us because it was looking bad. Or let's just go talk, humble ourselves apologize and probably get punched in the mouth anyways but at least I did the right thing at least I extended the olive branch right you know on our dollar bill there's an olive branch in one hand of the eagle and there's arrows in the other there's reasons for that man extend the olive branch there's always arrows and so (laughs) and so I go over and I start up a conversation with him I said hey man Gotta say sorry about that shot, dude. That was like, I mean, that's an impossible shot. We didn't try to hit you. And he's like, No, man, I know. I've just had a horrible day. And I'm like, whew, <laughs> Thank you. But I stood for enough away. He wasn't a big guy. So I started, you know, I stood, I stood part of this far away where he couldn't punch me. Um, gotta use wisdom. And so, <laughs> and so he's, he's, he starts sharing about his day. And brother had a bad day. Brother had a bad day. And so now I'm sitting there, and I'm like, huh. I'm like, well, what do you do? And he he tells me what he does, and he's like, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, funny you say that. I'm a pastor. Go to a church up here called Life Church, man. You should come sometime. Oh, I don't believe in God. Oh, that's cool, man. I I had a best friend that didn't believe in God either, but now he does. It's awesome. I'm totally okay with you not believing in God. I think it's awesome, and I would never pressure you in anything. But it seemed right. I didn't hear a voice booming from heaven. I didn't hear. Nothing, you know, nothing like that. But it seemed right. Just like the disciples, it seemed right, right? It seemed right that I asked him, can I pray for you? And he's like, no. No, and I'm like, wow. It doesn't seem right anymore at all. Like, I can't believe I asked him that. God, how did I miss that? And uh, so there I am thinking, well, okay, now he's talking and I'm not listening, I'm like, Father, you touch this kid. I mean, let me pray for him. Let me get my hands on him. Let me get my hands on him. Let's prove him right now. Let, him, let me have a taste of you and see how sweet you are. So I ask him again. He's like, no, no, uh-uh. No, I'm good. Okay. So we keep talking. And I said, look, man, I know you don't believe in God. And that's okay. I'm not asking you to believe in God for me to pray for you. I believe in God. I have faith to move mountains. Let me pray for you. I'm not asking you to accept Jesus. I will, I'm not doing that. That's not what this is about. Let me pray for you. See, it wasn't anything about going over to him except love. Love compelled me. I wouldn't do that. The old Bill wouldn't have done that. The old Bill wouldn't have done that. The old Bill probably would have lost a driver wrapping it around this kid's head. Right? And I say that even joking. I've never been in a fight that wasn't, that I didn't get paid for. And so, uh, (laughs) and so, and they always started it. And, um, (laughs) lover, not a fighter. And so, love compelled me to go talk to this young man. It was love that propelled me to move steps towards him with even realizing that hey i might i might get socked in the eye fear can dump it so much into us fear can dump oh no rejection oh no i'm going to lose my job if i if i do this god are you really telling me to do this what's the worst thing hey man can i pray for you no <laughs> awkward <laughs> i don't have anything else can't teach you golf So what do I do then? I've got one thing with me. I've got the love of God that dwells inside of me. I am a carrier of Christ. Everywhere I go, he goes with me. It's really fun. Are you a carrier of Christ? Some are. Some are in here, and some aren't. And that's okay, too. We're going to get you there. You're going to answer some questions. I'm going to tumble things around in your head enough that you have to sit back and go, what would my life be like if I actually walked around with the faith and the belief in that faith that I'm a carrier of Christ and wherever I go, he goes. All of heaven goes before me. And the power goes with me. So that's how I I think. All I can think about is I'm getting my hands on this guy. One way or the other. And I want to pray for him. So he finally gives in. He goes, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. That's fine. And he does this one. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm just going to touch you on your shoulders. Nothing to get weird about. But the Bible tells us this, that believers can lay their hands on others. So I lay my hands on his shoulders, and I start praying for him. And then God just starts giving me things about his life. Yeah, wow. Starts, starts sharing some things about his, his childhood and his life, and some struggles that he has. And, and then also, don't forget that whenever God speaks to us and is giving us the, 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 that revelation gift, that word of wisdom, or word of knowledge about somebody, you know one of the most exciting thing is? And I, and I get so excited because I, I've, I, I, I'm blessed that I walk in this, is I know that the prognosis is about to get the antidote. And so I get kind of giddy (laughs) because like when God starts like, hey, this is why he's hurting so much. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. God's going to mix this, totally mend this guy's heart right here on the driving range where once before the devil was trying to turn it into a fight. For I don't fight against flesh and blood. I fight against principalities and spiritual things of the heavenly places, right? Those are things we need to stir ourselves up in when things look like it's in the natural, chipping away. Yelling at us, Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, no, 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 that ain't my wife yelling at me, that ain't my husband yelling at me. I fight against principalities and spiritual things in heavenly places. Devil, you knock it off. I love my wife. I love this guy. I don't even know this guy, but I love him. And you know what he's missing? His life must be in so much pain and turmoil, he hasn't experienced the true love. He tried to get the world's love. So I'm praying for him and all of a sudden start dropping stuff on him. And I'm not going to stand up here and act like I'm so arrived because I haven't. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I really got to say this? What if I'm wrong? (laughs) Like, if I say this and this is wrong, this is going to be bad. And so I think to myself, well, giddy up, let's do it. Boom. And I say it. And it went from full stacking cap baseball bill hat on, and all I could see was like this much of him. Like, that's it. Completely covered up. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts just loving on this man. I mean, love pours from heaven into this guy's life. I mean, melts him. And I'm sitting there getting giddy now. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to put my hand on your chest, and you're going to feel something that you've never felt before. And I put my hand on his chest, and and he starts weeping. And when I say weeping, I mean the the type of weeping that we've all experienced probably one time in our lives. I know I have a couple in front of people. It always seems to be in front of people. (laughs) Let me have a God moment at home (laughs) where snot's not falling and flying and I can't even sniff fast enough to keep up. Like, great, Miss Amy's handing me napkins. Uh, Awesome. And, uh, you know, this is happening to this guy on the golf course. He is a mess. I mean, he's a mess, and he's starting to hunch over, and he's starting to get that, like, that baby, like, hysterical baby cry where he can't keep up with the breathing, and, and I'm sitting there, and now I'm kind of, like, in the backseat of the roller coaster going, I don't even know what to pray anymore. This is just really fun to watch, and uh, so we get done with the prayer, and he's rocked, and uh, he's like, how'd you know those things? I'm like, because God loves you. I don't know how I know. I mean, I don't know you from Adam, man. We were just getting ready to throw down, right? And he's, he laughs. And, um, and God loves you. I could have, I could have stayed in that place and chipped, or probably what would have been smart was walking to the chipping green and just walking away from him, in the natural. But we're not supposed to live in the natural. We're not supposed to see in the natural. We are not supposed to see in the natural Father God, show me how you see people. Let me see how you see people. Let me hear the words coming out of your mouth so that I can speak those words to those people that are hurting, that are downtrodden, that are brokenhearted. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. I came. This one might get you, but I don't care. I'm trying to teach you. I want you to get this. I want you to get this so that when Pastor Mark comes back and continues his anointed teaching, that he can take you higher instead of he left and we're here. I don't want him to come back and us be here. He doesn't want to come back and you be here or below. (laughs) We're going higher. Just like the song said. Just like Pastor Mickey was belting out almost in Southern Gospel. We're going higher. So when Pastor Mark gets back, where do we get to go? Higher. Higher revelation that he attained and has been given. Because he's the pastor. He's the man right we're following him I'm following him fight the good fight I'm not messing around so I challenge you I challenge you I challenge you I challenge you to to start thinking in this realm you see you see bad things happening nope I'm the remedy oh I can't wait oh no is there an accident yeah I'm a first responder First responders, what do first responders get excited about? Smoke and brake? What, what do first responders get excited about when, and brakes start smoking from cars because they're, they're getting on to get to that call so fast and breaking so hard? What do first responders get excited about getting to the call first? To help somebody. First responders, I, I got to work with, with Officer Dave, Dave Thomas for 11 years. Great man, courageous man. And what we got excited about was not sitting and waiting for a call. We got excited about let us get to the worst case scenario, the worst situation, so that we can bring peace and help. Yeah. That's what we got excited about. Please give me the worst call you could possibly imagine, and I seem to function there better than anywhere else. Don't give me the, the shoplifting where it's like, okay, did I remember this? Did I remember this? Did I? Re-? No, 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 let's just go, yeah. right? As Christians, we should just Go. I should just go to this young man and show him the love of God. Now, he'd never been in church for 15 years. He hadn't been in church for 15 years. Here's his side of the story. He came to our church about five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. He got saved. Yeah, Yeah, praise God. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. And here's how awesome it is. I didn't know what really affected him. But as I introduced him to my wife, I said, hey, here's, this is Jen, Jen, this is so-and-so. Um, he says, I got to tell you about this guy. And he's pointing to me. I'm like, I'm her husband. You can call me her husband or Bill, you know. <laughs> we know each other now. But he calls me Guy. And he's like, I got to tell you this guy. This guy's crazy. And I'm like, mm, Yep. yeah, a little bit. And he goes, man, he came over and, and I mean, he just would not stop asking if he would, could pray for me. So I thought I might as well just give in. And he goes, but something happened. Something happened when I when when he touched my heart. Um man, I can't tell this story without getting choked up right here. Um, um that's been a prayer of mine for 16 to 20 years. Father, use me in such a mighty way that the Holy Spirit is is dwelled upon me and enveloped me so much. That no matter where I go and no matter who I touch, whether I brush against them in the grocery store, they feel your presence. Yeah. Like, I want to be a sponge. I want, I, want, I want as much Holy Spirit into me that is just like a sponge that releases out. That's, that's my imagery. That's, my, that's what I seek God for. That's, and, and, and why do I seek God? It's because I love him. Because he loved me. Yeah. I was him sometimes. And so were you, or maybe you are today. Maybe you're in here hurting. Maybe you're in here hurting. I'm telling you, we're here loving you. I'm not comfortable standing up in front of people talking. I would take a F if I could um, and pass it on to to another pastor to be up here. But when Pastor Mark asked, do we have a... (laughs) Mac laughed, yeah. Pastor Mark has a way of asking. Hey, how would you like to preach on the 21st? He's like, you're good? I'm like, <laughs> I ran straight to Doug's office. And I'm like, dude, do you feel like you can't tell Pastor no? <laughs> he's like, yep. <laughs> he goes, I tried once. It didn't go well. <laughs> he's like, no, I'd really rather not. He's like, okay, so you got the service? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that works. So, so we're there and we're, we're talking and now he's here and he's saved. He's saved. The love of God flowed from me I'm just a I'm just a walking receptacle of of mush I don't work out as like I used to <laughs> but when we touch people that anointing the last time I, I I taught on a Sunday I wanted to teach on anointing bad and the Lord didn't allow it and it was okay because pe- God showed his, himself to people and that's what this is about the anointing is love, and the love is anointing. See, we could sit back, and if I said this, hey, who wants to come up and have a spiritual gifts given to them like healing? How many? Come on up, let's raise our hands, and there would be tons of people who be like, I want to be used in healing. Hey, I want to be used in prophecy. I, w- I want to be a prophet or prophetess. Hey, I want to do this, I don't want to do this, and I want to do this. I want people to be touched by God by me. Or I want this. People will raise their hands. I've been there. But when I got ready to go to Africa three and a half years ago, this is what God rocked me with. In 1 Corinthians chapter, 13, in chapter 12, it talks about seek these gifts, seek these gifts, seek these gifts, seek these gifts. Seek these gifts so that when you lay your hands on people, the unbelievers like this young man, he gets rocked yes I want them he tells us to seek for them so let's seek for them but then Paul went off and rocked my world and said but greater is there another gift but it doesn't say in chapter 12 so I'm like what gift is that Paul come on dude I'm not like super intelligent I don't make rockets what's the other gift and then I remember oh hey the Bible wasn't written in chapter and verses so I went back and I started reading the whole thing And I read through the whole thing without stopping at chapters and verses. And I got to the end of chapter 13, verse 13. And Paul answers my question. For the greatest of these gifts is love. See, love compels me to go to Africa. In the natural, you don't want to go to Africa. In the natural, you want to stay in first world country with first world water heaters and first world air conditioners. But you know what drives me to want to go to Africa? I love the people. Like, I can't tell you how much I love the people. Like, I love their smiles. I love their eyes. I love them. I don't, I can't can't explain it. But love compels me to jump on a 14 and a half hour plane ride from Seattle to Dubai. Into a Muslim country. And then love also compares, compels me to act there that I don't ever act and like walk up to Muslim women and men that are taking pictures and like. And they start laughing. And now all of a sudden they're interacting with love. They don't know Christian. They may think Christian. Who knows? I still have my head on. I'm doing great, right? <laughs> but what they're experiencing is love. They are experiencing love. And that's what this is about. This young man experienced love. Love should be compelling us to lay our hands on the sick. Because if it's not love, I'm telling you, it's going to get to a place that's not healthy. It's going to get to a place where it's about you. It will. Love, love, love. I know this is about a message about love. And I know y'all have heard messages about love before. But I'm telling you, love is what mends fences, is what builds bridges. Love, love. Love. Why do we love each other? Do we love people for, for them? Do we love them for their sake or our sake? Let me read you this story. This is this this rocked my world. Of, I don't know how many months ago. Charles Finney. Anybody hear about know Charles Finney? Great evangelist. Awesome evangelist. Um, this is it's a heart. It's a tough story. Try not to cry. When the wife of the great evangelist Charles Finney died, he grieved deeply. Here are his words describing the experience. Now, they were married for around, I think, like 57 years or something like that. Um, My wife was gone. I should never hear her speak again, nor... think about that. Never hearing your wife's voice again. Man, I love you, hon. <laughs> there's, some, there's some marriages getting ministered to right now, I can tell. Seriously, this didn't happen in first service, did it? This didn't happen in first service. There's something about marriages up in here right now. Wow. Her children... I should never hear her speak again, nor see her face. Her children were motherless. What should I do? My brain seemed to reel as if my mind would swing from its pivot. I rose instantly from my bed, exclaiming, I shall be deranged if I cannot rest in God. The Lord soon calmed my mind for that night. But still, at times, seasons of sorrow would come over me that were almost overwhelming. One day I was upon my knees, fellowshipping with God upon the subject. And all at once he seemed to say to me, you loved your wife? Yes, I said. Well, did you love her for her own sake or for your sake? Did you love her for her or yourself? If you loved her for her own sake, why do you sorrow that she is with me? Should not her happiness with me make you rejoice instead of mourn? If you loved her for her own sake, did you love her? He seemed to say to me, for my sake, if you loved her for my sake, surely you would not grieve that she is with me. Amen. And as I read that, you should have saw what I looked like the first time I read it. Whew. God, well, this, this didn't happen for a service, guys. There's something going on with husbands and wives in here. This service didn't even go this way. Um, why do we love people? Am I doing this thing for Jen because it's going to benefit me? Am I doing this thing because it's going to benefit me? Am I doing the dishes because, well, she won't be tired? Am I doing whatever because I know if I do that, I get to go golf? Like, if I go mow the grass and pull weeds and just bust it out in an hour, like, Taylor, next time we golf, dude, let's just bust out yard work in like 25 minutes. We golf all day. You know, Jen would be like, oh my gosh, she's doing yard work. And then like 25 minutes later, he'd be like, see you tonight at nine. We're golfing. <laughs> Hi, baby, I love you so much. I did yard work. No, I did yard work so I could go golf. Do you see? Are we loving people for their sake? Or is it somehow selfishly coming back to us? And that's what we're doing. You know, again, another lie from the culture that we live in is this. Thank you for this, Father, is this. Hey, this is some marriage advice that goes out there. Hey, if you deposit enough, it will be there for you to withdraw later when you mess up. That that advice gets told to regular people all the time. No, no, no. It looks like this with God's love. Jen, I love you so much, I'm going to give you a foot rub tonight. I know you're wearing high heels or, yep, high heels, and those have got to be uncomfortable. I just, I just love you, and I just want to give you a foot rub. Now I just locked myself into it. Um, <laughs> and I will, because I have however many people here holding me to it. Um, but I don't want one back. I don't want anything out of it. I just want to give you a foot rub because I love you. Jesus, do you think, wow, do you think Jesus was washing the disciples' feet because he was, he was going to get something back? What could they give him? Annoyances? <laughs> like, seriously, you got to think about this. <laughs> Come on, man, let's put ourselves as disciples, and we know Jesus is the Messiah. Be like, Jesus, what do you mean by this? What, what, what about this? I got this question. He had to at some point. I know he, come on. At some point, he'd be like, dude, they're not getting it. My goodness. Stay here. I'm going up to pray. <laughs> we read stories, and we're like, dude, Jesus got it. He was going to spend time with the Father. Come on. There had to be a little bit of man in there going, stay here. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Oh, they fell asleep. Thank you, God. Really? There wasn't 12 smarter people in the entire world than that? Come on. I don't know why I went there. We just needed to have some levity. Thank you, Jesus. That's love. Love just brought laughter. Love just brought laughter. Are we loving others for their sake? And that that comes down to this. And I know that I know that I know, and there's not one single person in here that, can, that could debate me on this, that could say that I'm wrong, because we've experienced something. The Holy Spirit, Father God's presence is manifesting in here towards marriages so strongly, so strongly, you can't refute it. There's husbands and wives in here, and I'm not saying you're, you're in shambles or it's horrible. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Don't hear, me when I, don't hear that when I say that through your own filter. God wants to restore you. His love for you is abundant. It abounds. It comes out of us. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I know because, again, I spent time in prayer for you. Not for me. I'm not doing this for me. I would have slept better last night if Pastor Mark was here. Uh, <laughs> See? <laughs> I would have slept better. I wouldn't have been worried about, is this, is this all lining up? I mean, I have six pages of notes. Just in case. I'm like, yeah, it didn't follow my notes, but I swear I have them. I got them. But this is what the Father showed me last night. This is, this is when sitting on, on Grandpa's lap and, and being held by... I always call God my Papa because I had an amazing Papa. I didn't have an amazing dad. And so I always imagine myself kind of being held by my Papa. There's something great about a grandpa and grandmas. There just is. And so um, this is when he started revealing to me last night that people's hearts are going to be transformed today. And I know how he uses me. He doesn't use me to teach people, um, so to speak, in like a, a one, two, three teaching I know whenever he asks me to speak, I know it's going to be <laughs> like a fish swimming or, or something. <laughs> and, um, and, and the reason that is is because he always gives the antidote. Yeah. And that's just how he uses me. And, and I'm telling you that if you're here today, and I know you are. this I mean, yeah, I could say that because there's, I don't know how many people in here. Um, and be like, well, of course, you're playing percentages. No, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't tell you that. But I can tell you there's people in here that have hurts in their relationships with very, very close people to them. Very close. And I'm telling you, it's the love, the God that lives inside of you, that loves you, that died on the cross for you. It's love that can compel you to mend that relationship. And set all the the fear of rejection and set all of the fear of, of, well, but I wasn't wrong. That's pride. That's pride. I've had to mend some relationships and I knew I wasn't in the wrong. But what matters most? For their sake or for my own pride? And I'm telling you in here, we're going to fix that today. And it's easy. Nothing's hard with God. It's super easy. So what we're gonna do is this. I'm gonna say something, and when I say something, you're gonna immediately, and I know that I know, you're gonna immediately have a name just like that on your heart. You're, it's already happening. It's already happening right now. I know there's people in here that's like, oh yep, it's it's my sister. It's my dad. But my dad's dead, but it's still my dad that wasn't said for so that's you're gonna do, right? So I'm going to say that and then we're going to pray. And there's going to be some freedom. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day. <laughs>